Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Jim and Sam Town Square. I'm Scott King. Jim and Sam fans know me from the Forbes articles, and I'm joined, as always, by multi-Emmy award-winning television producer Chris Cangilla. This episode recapping week two of November 2023. Chris, good to see you as always. We finally had, we'll start right with it, the Burt Cruise. The cruise we've been here about for months. We knew it was going to be awesome. It looked awesome. Did Jim have an awesome time? <laughs> it's hard to, to tell. Hard to tell. Yeah, he uh, he did look forward to it. And I think he did have an enjoyable time. But I think Jim was most impressed that he had a king-size bed when he got to his stateroom. He was happy about that. And that uh, they bought the Wi-Fi so that they could use a Wi-Fi. So I've been on a cruise before. I've only been on one. I think you probably want to invest more in just having fun and relaxing and maybe, you know, unplugging from the world. But hey, that's what that he and his wife do. And so that's fine. So, yeah, I'm not sure if he did. Did he have fun with the rest of the comedians? I don't know. You tell me. I think he did with, with the comics. Like he loves, he listed off all the people he loves seeing. Like Miss Pat, it sounds like a riot there. Mark Norman. But a lot of them like, you know, are are younger and drink and like that's their life. I think he discovered, and I've never been on a cruise. We're talking about maybe doing a Disney one in the future. But he, I think he discovered that he's just not a cruise guy. Like he doesn't like to be like, even if it's on a moving vessel, he doesn't like to be captivated anywhere. And, and he, I guess, what was it when they, where were they going? The, uh, to the Bahamas where he just kind of sat in the fenced in the area to get back on the boat. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. They, they explore their whole thing got kind of screwed up by the weather. So of course mm-hmm. that had Jim probably nervous as well, but um, yeah, they made it to Atlantis, I think is a hotel yeah. there and they really enjoyed their time there. And then they, uh, you know, Jim's just a little insecure. I think just, you know, like most comedians and comics are, they have this kind of, you know, odd personality outside of, of performing and and uh, they had a little bit of uh, an event during the group photo you want to share people with people on how that group photo went down oh i'm trying to remember he just like uh he didn't know what to do in the photo right yeah he and i can't remember if it was who the other comedian was or just socially awkward like if you look at the photos like jim's kind of in the back just not happy (laughs) you know so uh yeah so i don't know if it was a great experience for him i think i'm glad he did it he said he'd go on another one if he's performing in a group like this but for his vacation he and nikki are probably not going to do it i think you're right it sounds like he did enjoy the food speaking of food we had a nice recap of of sam's halloween this week and you know you all know the good house in your neighborhood growing up sam uh found one where you could pick five full-size candy bars they had a sign that you could pick five and sam you know, thought that applied to him as well. He got he got himself some five, which I, I don't know if that's if there's anything wrong with that. It's not like the that crazy family that's just kind of shuffling through, stealing all the candy on that yeah that ring cam. And I, is that the same house with the pick five that also had liquor for the yeah. adults? So what they had treats for they had the treats for the kids and for the grown ups. Yeah, they had like beer and white claws and and Sam just said that you know they had a ton in the cauldron, just a ton of candy bars in there. Cauldron. And, and uh, they're a very wealthy family. So they, they shared the love on that. So that's a good Halloween for sure. I think so. And speaking of holidays and holiday traditions, Sam start talking about uh, Mr. Roberts. And now we have a visual and we know what he's like on the show when he's brought up. And I, I love it. He's a part of the show now. Um, and I guess <laughs> Mr. Roberts would read the uh, lengthy Bible verse uh, that is the Christmas story, which is always nice to hear. I mean, if that's your that's your religion, I, I enjoy hearing it at church. And I, I think, uh, you know, my mom is the daughter of a Baptist minister. I, I'm sure I gr- we grew up and I kind of remember hearing her or somebody read that story at a lot of Christmases. So it's kind of nice. I can picture Mr. Roberts reading it with everybody gathered around, right? 
Yeah, I mean, he did all the other ones too, and Twas a Night Before Christmas and all the other things, but yeah. they end with the Bible's story of, of Christmas. And yeah, you know, Jim was giving Sam grief. Sam was making fun of it too, but Sam said he will torture his children with it right. when uh, his dad does eventually pass and, and keep the tradition alive. So you got to love that. I, you know, we talked about it. I don't know if, if we, if I, I mentioned it to you specifically on the podcast, but my dad used to do this tradition of we all walked down you know, there's seven, I have seven brothers and sisters, I'll walk down the stairs in in age order. So youngest to oldest, uh, every Christmas before you go and, and open your presents. And he'd video, he'd film it back then. I torture my children with that all the time, walking down the steps and, and videotaping them uh, before they go open their presents. So it, traditions are nice to have, right? Yeah, they made you guys enter like the Von Trapp family. There you go. There you go. Nice. I like it. Uh, speaking I shouldn't say like Jim. Jim did not like Jim. Jim actually, I believe, used the word hated the strike zone box. And I know we talk sports sometimes. You watch a lot of sports. I, they they changed it recently, right? It's it's bigger. I feel like it's bigger, and you see it more. I don't know how much it's bigger. Um, I do know they do some animations afterwards, like they'll show that at bat, and they'll yeah. show where the ball missed and where it hit inside the zone. But you know, it's been there for a while. It doesn't really bother me. Doesn't but bother boy, me. He, he just, he absolutely hates it. But he brought up a good point. And I'll give him this, that, you know, if they used it to kind of critique some of the umpires right, um, right. and and said, okay, this is where you're missing. And then fired some of these bad guys because they're, Jim made a great point. They're hurting these guys' careers. If, you know, if, if the, these bad umps are calling long balls speed. and strikes, guys strike out. And the difference between, you know, hitting 200 and hitting 300 is a couple at bats, you know, it's crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, get demoted triple a you're in another city you get trade like it's it's everyone's lives and some have families so yeah it's crazy um oh the, the, when they talk we were talking about the ring doorbell this week and this is a uh it's a very personal thing in in my household my wife a couple years ago i think for christmas for my birthday uh got like a, one of the big like like knockoff ring uh cameras and i'm like okay yeah cool like I, I'll, I'll use it it's good to have that security but then there's like a there's a very small wood panel outside our window by our front door where we would want to put the doorbell. But this thing is giant that she got me, the giant knockoff. So like I can't like it's not gonna it's gonna be like on the window. So we can't do it. We might get a ring. Are you a ring guy? A ring? Camera? I actually am. Yeah, you know during the Amazon Amazon Prime days, you know when you can get all that stuff. Because I think Amazon actually owns ring cameras now. You get them at pretty good discount. So keep your eyes out for that if you're gonna upgrade from your knockoff. But yeah, I have. You know, one on the door, one, uh, you know, for the doorbell, and then one that look, camera looks at the driveway and in the front, and then one that looks at the backyard and all that kind of stuff, just to, you know, keep an eye on everything when I'm gone. I think my family thinks I'm obsessed about it because I'm always looking at my phone. Oh, gosh, someone left, you know, like I'm tracking them or something. But no, yeah, it's it's nice to have. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of funny because I don't... <sighs> I don't know if we are better off because we have all these cameras or worse off because, you know, it seems like we're, it's real intrusive of watching all these things. You tell me. Yeah, it is. I mean, you can't just like sit and watch hours of footage back to like wonder, you see all these horrible videos online of people like walking up to the camera and really creep you out. I'm, yeah. Unless something happens, I'm not going to watch. Gonna look at it. Um, my mother-in-law did show me a video. She had a, a full reindeer with the antlers and everything go through their yards. Eh, something like that's nice, but I'm not yeah, we've had coyotes it. and that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. I'm not going to check it uh, all the time. But what, do you remember what Montone was saying about the ring? Yeah, I, I don't necessarily. I do know that Mike Feeney had a big, uh, big uh, thing on on uh, oh. getting the ring camera, so that kind of came up with him. But 
the best take I think was that Jim was really interested in getting the ring camera. That's actually a drone. And do you remember yes. why he wanted it? Yes. <laughs> well, he just doesn't have enough security, you know? Yeah, of course. Where's I think he wanted house? it to check the flooding in his house. So it could fly around his apartment and check to see if it was flooding or not. And Sam was like, you have 13 or more surface alarms that will alarm you that, you know, they sit on the ground and will alarm you if there's any water on the ground and you still need this drone to fly around and, and check in on you. And the funniest thing is when Sam said, you know, I would love it if you did get this drone uh, ring camera and it was flying around and, and accidentally got a, got loose and, and tore up all your kiss posters on the wall, just <laughs> mutilated them, just, just shreds them. Yeah, just shreds them. He goes, I would laugh very hard because he'd have footage of it too. He's like, oh no, where's it? It's a little, you know, oh so it'd be God. great. As soon as he starts talking about describing this uh, drone, he's like, he's been like on a wait list for it or they want like, you have to like, yeah, that was weird. They have to like invite you to buy it. And Jim's like, they're not inviting me. But I just picture it like bumping into all his other actual cameras. Like, just, like, they're yeah, he all, has, like he's just hitting all of them, bumping into each other with his he drone. He said he has cameras on closets and, and you know, just to make sure. And uh, Sam had a really funny line on there and it kind of got absorbed. He said, you know, Jim has, you know, the camera on his, you know, one pointing at his closet so he can see what's going on. If his housekeeper's going into the closet and Sam said, you know, thanks to everything you've been posting on Instagram recently. Now everybody else can see what you've been doing in the closet, <laughs> which was very That's inside and funny. Line. Yeah, that was excellent. Uh, speaking of good lines, also from Mike Feeney, uh, we got uh, some roast battle talk and they, they just had Jeff Ross in the roast master general. And I have, you know, you're, you're a big TV guy. You might have a thought on roast versus old school roast. But I I always thought that um, it's weird when it's a celebrity and we know it's not their jokes. Uh, some comics, not all their jokes are written by themselves either. I can but see your belly. I can see your belly. You actually can. I just realized. No, that. no, no, no. I'm, just, I'm, doing, <laughs> I'm doing the guy. I know, I know. It's, it's like, but, you know, uh, I mean, actors that aren't comedians. It just... Yeah. And that's an example of someone who probably could have some jokes written for him because that... they And... Uh, Corden got him with you. We could see you dying up there. Yes. That was, was brutal. That was brutal. But I don't know. I think that so roasts are one thing. It's better when they're they're friends with the actual people. That's how Jim feels about it. It's more sincere. Uh, the jokes mean more than you have more of a heartfelt moment kind of at the end. So I, the celebrity roast got a little like too ridiculous for me. And then the thing with roast battles, like I feel like they're so forced at comedy clubs now. It's like comedy has never had such a big like trend as the roasts and the roast battles and the laugh factory in chicago some i thought is weird and i would never want to see if i'm an audience member they roast fictional characters like we're gonna roast bowser today from mario like what right joe like how mean can that possibly be how funny can it be it's so sharp I, you know yeah. so the roasts I, I think roasts have been a little overextended for me and i love jeff ross too i'm glad he made a, an empire out of it but you know we all love the and i bring it up all the time the comedy table where everybody bashes yeah, each other yeah. and all that kind of stuff and and i think that's only funny if you have this relationship with people so like jim is talking about you have to be friends with this so if you're bashing another comedian in a roast you got to know who they are and you got to know how far you can take it plus those people have to have thick skins and you know we've seen it many times where these people just don't like it and it's it's not working well so also on the show this week we got more john lariquette talk uh i think they're talking about an actor from night court who passed away richard uh, mall yeah he was yeah. bull on night court yeah yeah i think he's a, he's a kind of a character actor right and several things i believe yes yes large um, man <laughs> but we're having more 
Alert Cat talk. I guess before you could blame the actor's strike. I'm not certain about that. But um, let's get him on the show. T-Dog. Yeah, no kidding. Let's get John Larroquette in there. What's he, what else has he got better to do? I mean, the, his Night Court reboot is probably not doing that well. And, and we haven't had a lot of actors now that the strike is over. So maybe we'll get more actors coming in and being on the show. Um, but yeah, why not? They love Larroquette. And, you know, he actually did a stand on my favorite show on the West Wing. So I love him, too. Another guy who's been in many, many things. Uh, speaking of people, people love Jim and Sam's show. Big supporters, big lovers of Phil Williams. Minus Jim now. We've heard Phil Williams' amazing voice, his his speech pattern, whatever you yes. want to call it. <laughs> uh, the uh, the newsman. He, and he's in Nashville, right? Yeah, he's out in Tennessee there for sure. Yeah. And, and he has uh, that weird speaking tone. And um, we only heard it talk about that clerk at the at the store that was cotton naming you know just <laughs> very good anyway yeah so phil is uh is somebody we've enjoyed and jim turned on him and jim turned on him because his take on the uh manifesto leak from the nashville shooter so i i get this too with with jim he hates how the media actually celebrates these guys in a way and makes them these these deities somewhat and getting letting them have their their time to share all the things who cares what these jerks think about and you know jim jim's right on that for sure and i always hate because i've been part of the media going i'm not it's not me please don't blame oh, me yeah, you know sure. but yeah it's bad and you're kind of part of the media too but you're not yeah you i know. felt that way before too and it was i think it was that phil had a problem with it leaking and jim's like so what like everybody's wanted it like it's just it yeah. is a news item like you would if you had it you would release it too so he said he hates him <laughs> and sam and he, was pressing him he said he would tell him if he was on the show i i hate you <laughs> Yes. Uh, Jim hated a lot of things this week. That's for sure. Yes, he did. He also uh, hates his wife's music, which what was that? What was that? They were showing that was like uh, sound like some kind of like German music she was listening to or something. It was it was like 40s, 30s, 40s kind of, you know, yeah, music yeah. of the time, not really swing stuff, but more yeah. of that kind of stuff. And and Jim mentioned that it's it's Hitler's Eagle's Nest 1940 <laughs> music. So, yeah, you can just kind of picture that Hitler would be listening to it in uh in his eagle's nest there so yes yeah, she she has weird taste in music man but she's interesting and a great follow yes absolutely it's kind of like some prohibition music maybe here on like boardwalk empire there you go um a, a great rap this is an example of them just you know mopping the floor with a great news item the speaker of the house and his son um monitoring each other's uh i guess dirty movie intake online which is the only way we could address it here um yeah. i mean how bizarre how what like putting that in public and then allowing but i am happy they allowed jim and sam to just kind of go through how it's, awkward and uncomfortable that is it was it's just really weird how they would want to know about each other and what they're watching and making sure that they don't partake in that and it's just like some things you just got to let you know your child deal with themselves and just make sure they're safe but um or, the thing that really set them off is that he, uh, the speaker mentioned that it was, you know, in our household, we talk oh, about right. this and that. Yes. And it's like household. What is it? How, you know, you know, if you and I were talking about that, we'd say, you know, our family in our family, you know, and what we do in our house or yeah. in our family and he's household. And so that really set Jim off is like, this is so stupid. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. it's like very pompous sounding. And then uh, Jim's take on household set somebody else off a very, very bizarre caller that I, i'm gonna go ahead and call larry the jerk yeah we're gonna call him larry sure. the jerk on this show um he called saying that that was the issue and then we we 
pretty much got to the bottom of it, that this guy is not okay with uh, Jim, Mary, Nikki, and, and all that, and being into all that, which, like, what show are you listening to? Who yeah. do you think you're talking to? Like, Why just, are you listening? But Jim bashed him. I, I understand why you keep him on the phone. Jim had a great oh. back and forth with the guy just bashing him, making him sound even more foolish. Yeah, I mean, they they Jim's the best at that, right? I mean, and, and he uses really good arguments like okay let me ask you this you know and it turns out the guy's wife was a little different in beliefs than the guy is it's like okay so is your wife is as 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 messed up as i am that you're claiming that i am you know there's so it's just like you know let's let's take care of the stuff in our house first and 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 be careful and 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 be open-minded there and then open your mind up to others you know outside of there and just who cares man just let people live as long as they're not hurting you or others let them live let Jim live. Let Nikki live. He, exactly. The guy said, uh, Larry said he was calling because Jim always brings up religion, always bad it. I think when it comes up organically, he, he says his opinion. He's on a radio show. Uh, so I was- mean, and, and that's the thing is, is it's like it, he never says what you do is wrong. He's saying, you right. know, for me, this doesn't make sense. But right. do whatever you want. And he's, he mentioned it in the call to, to the jerk. He said, you know, it's okay. I don't, whatever people want to believe in is fine with me. I don't care that, you know, but I just, you know, don't try to put your morals on me. 100%. Something Jim, you, you look at Jim's career and he has been in a Scorsese movie. He's done all these great TV shows and he's been in other movies, amazing stand-up career. All the other stand-ups respect him. He still might be most proud of being in his hometown newspaper for uh, for having the high score in Asteroids. And which is amazing. I love when they revisit that. I can just see a little proud Jimmy Norton with that paper, right? Yeah, I absolutely love that uh, that story. And it's so it's so cool because it's just like it's perfect for Jimmy. You know, that's exactly kind of the kid he was. And then the best part of that newspaper article is he's right next to Ozzy. And it was during the time that Ozzy uh, allegedly bit off the head of the bat or whatever all that yeah, stuff I- was about. And um and uh, yeah, so it was like he and his his you know of course the guy that he raises up above all in the paper together. And someone mentioned they should definitely get that framed and have Ozzy sign it. And he's like, I've had tons of things of Ozzy signed already. It's like no, but that one is you're in the paper together, you know, twenty thirty years before you're even friends. So, yeah, no, I, I was thinking about that too as a collector myself. I want the paper signed. Like, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do it. Cause I have the Chicago Tribune paper from when I interviewed Mike Tyson. If I saw Tyson, I probably haven't signed that. Okay, I knew you he was for sure that. do that, man. You've done a lot of great things. You've talked to a lot of famous people and a lot of great people. And you should definitely, anything that you have with them, get them to sign that stuff. When oh, another opportunity. You. Get some, uh, get some guitars signed there, you know? There you go. Uh, but this, this whole rap on asteroids and I love that story, but it made me realize how much I miss video games. Like I haven't, I just having three kids and, and working like you know, I do. I do have a PS5, but I I played the Spider-Man game from a couple of years ago. The new one's supposed to be amazing. Sam's talking about. It. I want to play that. There's being this awesome Wolverine game come out like next year. I think it comes out. So I gotta make a little time for video games. I, I, I I'm in the same boat, man. And I, my kids aren't as young as yours, but you just we're yeah. so busy doing other things that it's hard to really you know spend time. I think I played a little bit more during the pandemic. You know. Oh, nice. Um, What's your game? It, What's the game you like? Well, I, I have an uh, Xbox, what is it, the, the Xbox One. So that, is that the most current? I don't know. Um, have that. And I, I really, after the guys talked about it so much, they even brought up this. I wanted to try that Red Dead Redemption or whatever Ooh, that is. Red, great game. Great game. Yeah. And uh, it was cool. But 
I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm kind of like Jim. Right, I'm going to back out. I'm going to back out in the garage and bash into anything. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I do like in you know riding around on the horse and shooting things. So that was kind of cool. Always fun. It's a good game. Um, Troy's Google Follies were front and center. I think for about two days straight this week. Um, it is. An easy job, it seems like, but when you're in that room and you know they're just going to drag you no matter what you do, one wrong, one wrong click, um, and they're constantly kind of jumping subjects when they talk, too. So I understand. I understand Troy's frustration, the panicking, uh, but I mean, it is some of the, the funniest moments on the show, right? It's, it really it's is. He went, you know, he goes ballistic when he's getting yelled at, and it's, it's great to get old Troy back. But yeah, I mean, this came about because I think Montone was off. They said that Montone died, but he didn't. Uh, <laughs> but when Montone was off, and so I think um, Travis had to take over running the board. So Troy took over the Google part. And what really brought it to a head is they were talking to some of the comedians, and they're talking about, um, you know, The Departed, the movie The Departed. Yeah. And they go, you know, that scene with with the rat, that was just too on the nose. And and uh, and Troy Googled the wrong scene. He Googled the rat scene from uh, Ant-Man. <laughs> Where Aunt, I think Ant Man gets swallowed by a rat or something like right, that, and, right. and 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 they were just giving him, and they just watched it happen and just made it hilarious. So. so he just got lost in the conversation. He went from because they were talking about The Departed, then he went to Marvel movies. So he yeah, he just couldn't Marvel. keep up. He just was lost. And so they mentioned maybe maybe we should do guest Googlers with comedians. What are your thoughts on that? I love it. I love it. That's just a thing. You don't want to be like too much of a contest to get too bitty, but if you have a comic and you have. Uh, you have like a Mike Feenian or or you get Mark Norman back in to, to like watch oh, them. Google give stuff. it a Goog. Yeah, give it a go. Sure. Give it a Goog. Hold on. Right. Well, you know who's going to do it on Monday? Cooper. Oh. They have assigned Cooper to do it on Monday. Oh, I might have missed to that. See. Yeah. So he's going to do it on Monday. And, and Troy said, well, maybe we should give him Monday and let's give him the whole week, like Monday. And I think he's in like Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday, just so he can um, really get at it. And why they're thinking it'd be kind of funny is, you know, he didn't know that the drummer from Nirvana went to a school. <laughs> so if he's going to, you know, have to Google something that, you know, is, is old from one of, you know, Gemini's era references, yeah. he's going to be lost and scared. So this is going to be fun to watch. He's going to have some yeah, follies with that. It's going to be amazing. And Cooper was great this week. You could tell there's such was. a comfort. They like love him when he's on the mic. Yeah. Um, but it's going to go either way. Coop is going to be phenomenal. Just Google things right away. Very logical. Still going to be fun, right? It's going to be great. Uh Oh, oh, I remember Jimmy this week brought up the idea of when Carson would call comics to the couch, right? <laughs> was always, that was always a thing, right? If you did really yeah, well, you got it, the invite to come over. Careers. You were back then, you would you would not just headline around the country, you'd get a deal for uh, your own show or something. It was like it made so many comics. Um look, look at all the people in the eighties and, and early nineties that, you know, became like household names because of that, if they were comics, but uh, Jim, why don't you tell Jim's idea that he would like to do and that if he was, yeah, in position, what he would do. It was really funny. He goes, you know, you know, wouldn't it be funny if after someone did the Carson show, if that, that was still like a thing, the comic would just walk over without being invited, sit down and say, Hey, John, thanks for having me over. I mean, it's been really good. And it's like, it's very awkward because John didn't wave you over. I mean, John had to wave you over. I mean, that has to be blessed, but if you just did it on your own, and went over and did that, it would be awkward. And if, if it if it wasn't accepted, right, if there was something, it'd be awkwardness about it and it'd be funny. So I just, that would, I could see a, a guy like, uh, you know, the guy that played Borat um, doing something. 
yeah, yeah Sasha Cohen doing something like that if he was a stand-up, just walking over and just sitting down and okay, what do you want to talk about? You know, you see that. I don't think Johnny Carson suffered fools. It's supposed to no. not always be the uh, that would be the last time he did the guy. Tonight Show. Yeah, and then, so this reminded me of when I used to listen to Stern, and maybe you heard him rant on this too. Is he hate he was not a Carson guy. I mean, I have yeah. so much respect for Carson. We did for people's careers, but Stern had a big issue with the whole calling over the couch. Cause, and I, I agree. I kind of agree with him with this as much as I love the history of comedy and Carson, because some guys weren't getting that. And they just looked like a-holes. If they didn't get the, you know, so it's like kind of like a, not like, Oh, King Johnny. Yes. You may come. No the blessing. No, you stink. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is a little, it could look make a, a little rude to some. You comedy. and Howard make a, a valid point that you know it's like okay, what my comedy's not good enough for right. Johnny. Well, it may not be his taste, um, but I'm still a good comedian, and then he that, that comedian would be you know judged by that. So, good point. So we have been critical in the past when Jim is out, and they bring in like they they joke about this how much uh, Fleck Ian Finance got as a kind of like a guest co-host. Um, you know, we love Ian in that role. There's something there where it just kind of goes off the rails and it's not really the show that we, it's not our favorite type of Jim and Sam show. You know, but, Miguel yeah. from uh, Jim and Sam's Dank Means always posts, oh, Jim's off this time. We better not get, you know, Sagalo or Ian Finance. Right. You know, he's just blatantly like, please don't do, don't get us like this. So. Maybe they listen to Miguel, Jim and Sam. Maybe. So maybe they listen to him. But it's I think this time without having a guest co-host, it was it was a great listen on Thursday. I mean, like talking about how much they like you can tell they like having Coop on the mic. Great. You got you got Sam, Troy, Travis, Coop, just chatting it up like a couple hens. And I loved it. They're, yeah, it's one of my favorite times. We've talked about it many times. Yeah. Just the guys talking and things just come up organically and they just talk about it i mean they spent so much time on the uh we might bring it up here a little bit too but so much time on the um chris hansen and his new predator <laughs> show that um that uh you know it just it just comes up and they talk about it and it's, and it's just i love it yeah it's awesome they get i don't remember if this was this might have been with, with the guys uh they might have touched on this with the background acting in these it, there was a kind of a clip that I don't think it leaks. I think it was already out, but people didn't notice it. But then he posted online a Disney show with background actors like sitting in the bleachers. It looked terrible. Yeah. It looked absolutely awful. And, it, you know, whatever deal they reached, we don't know specifics with the uh, actor strike. I We hopefully don't see a lot of it. I think the actors were, were really, really against that. So it's not ready. I mean, as we've all talked, AI is here to stay. And we just got to find a way to work around it. And so they, you know, the studios want to be able to, when you do background work or if, you know, they do that, just capture that stuff and then use that same background actor in thousands of things down the road. And so um, they, Disney did that a little bit, with just trying some things and it looked horrible, but you know, I, I did some, I did some background acting work. I wanted to see how the big boys kind of shot stuff. So I kind of said, yeah, I'll, I'll be, they had a calling cast, you know, open call for this and I got it. And I just wanted to see how the guys shot things and stuff. So that was kind of fun. My wife and my daughter, and I've shared, you know, my daughter's stuff um, in, in posts where she got some some good work. Yeah. Um, has uh, have done this a lot. And yeah, I mean, they get paid. It's not any. I mean, it's like a hundred bucks for the 10 hour days. Nothing. Yeah. You know, they get paid and then they uh, they don't. Th th it's kind of cool to be used. But then if they just get paid a hundred bucks one day and then that one person can be used over and over and over and over again and not get paid, that's kind of crap. You know? Yeah. No, it's it's brutal. It's something that had to be straightened out. I got to do some background acting and uh I loved it. That's so what I was trying when I was when I was doing stand-up for a while, I was trying to also do like TV and stuff. So I opened sure. a uh Craigslist ad 
and just went to it. Uh, it was a, uh, it used to be Comcast sports in Chicago, not NBC sports Chicago, where I wound up working, but I just went there and it was a, uh, a commercial for them. And I wound up working with the, the guy, Chuck Garfine covers the Sox now, but it, I was, so I was younger and he, the whole thing is like, it's fan's best friend. And they're there to help you. He was fixing the bathroom. He's fixing a bathroom in the house to make it look like a stadium bathroom. There's a long line of guys from like sports jerseys trying to use the bathroom. And I was in front, I was in front of the line, probably like, I was like second or third in, or maybe I was even the first in, but they're like, you really, the director's like, you really have to go to the bathroom. I like, you have to go back. So I'm jumping up and down. Like I have to pee. And that was my big uh, commercial moment. I think I can still find that. I yeah, also got should, to do my, you can uh, post it here. If you, if you have it, I can find it. I got to look. That All might right. be a tricky one, but my buddy's um, stepsister uh, did casting in Hollywood. She's working on bold and the beautiful. So we went on a trip there and me, him, and our other buddy were just background actors of the Bold and Beautiful. So, not too bad. I love it. And then they have a derogatory comment for us that we are props, you know, living props. That's how they think about it. Like, get those props over there, move these guys around. They're not real people. You don't have a name. No. no. Um, so, when they were talking about Predator stuff, which this yeah. new show sounds amazing. It, it does. sounds absolutely amazing. It, it got, it got, would you say, discussed or, or broached that Koopa... Coop wanted to be a decoy or <laughs> yeah, he brought it up. He goes, I could, I could do that. And like, yeah, you would be probably good at it. You're young looking, you're, you know, your voice hasn't changed much. And Coop's like, no, not really. Um, and, and he could do that. And he goes, yeah, I actually looked into it. They're like, what? Yeah, he <laughs> wanted to do it. And he said that uh, he had to be 21 to do it. So now he definitely could do it because he's over 21, but yeah, they had to uh, do that. So that would be fun. What I'd like to see is a, is a little bit of a Jim and Sam kind of, thing where they use coop as a, as a decoy for something i would love that i would love for him to actually book being a decoy on that show it would be it would be the best thing since jim and sam bar rescue since edgar was on celebrity ghost for stories sure. it would be amazing my head would explode so i hope that happens uh speaking of tv they're talking about 90s kids show theme songs and this was my jam i mean yeah they rock dog that was awesome i remember like some of these shows i hadn't thought of forever eureka's castle shows like that they didn't touch on the greatest of all time the x-men the animated the series uh theme song that was amazing i feel very much like jim in this segment that we're talking about right here because although i know some of this stuff this is my lost era this is my 20s yep. you know um, and, uh, so I don't, I don't have a lot of that stuff. I wasn't young enough for that. Um, but I, uh, I, I appreciate it. And the music is great behind it. And that just got them talking. Cause I think they, all this came about because they're talking about the new Ghostbusters, um, yeah. trailer for the, and then it has a lot of eighties music in it. So they started talking about that. And then they, they did the, uh, old crossfire commercial, which is that <laughs> toy. And, uh, I had to look it up and take a look at it. And they're yeah. right. They're talking about how. They made toys back then look like they were the best, the funnest thing to play. And they're just crap. Yeah. You know, you yeah, thought you were going to go classic. to war when you play that. And it's just, it, it was really crap. And then awesome. they went into, you know, malls in the eighties and and going to the mall. And like, do you remember like Spencer's gifts? They talk, talked about that too. They, did they <laughs> have one here? Did you go to a Spencer's gifts when you were younger? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to take it from you. Were you going to get to uh, Montone's commentary with the Spencer's? No, I go ahead. Tell I mean, me, he, I just loved it. he just loved it. And this is kind of, um, it's not my line of the week. So I'm just going to say he, uh, hopefully not taking yours. But no. <laughs> he was talking about how uh, they were joking that he liked the uh, the nude cards you could get at Spencer's. And uh, then he goes, absolutely. You could kill an hour in there. Yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> the first porn before porn for them. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that that was weird. And and going going to the mall. I mean, we had this place called Cinderella City in Englewood, Colorado, and the base the basement or the first level of this mall they had it Cinder Alley, and it looked like an alley. And yeah. I oh my god, it was scary to go down there. It's dimly lit, and uh, you know that's where all the the bad. And they talked about how scary. I mean, we're going there without any parental supervision just to hang out at the mall. Yeah, some crazy stuff that could happen at the mall there. So yeah, that was good. And, and spending, you know, Spencer's gift is where you would go and spend a lot of time. And, you know, your parents wouldn't really want you to go in there because it was no. somewhat R-rated. It was definitely R-rated for adults. Uh, we don't really have to dissect this, but it was funny to hear, uh, you know, when movies don't hold up, Troy's fiance asked if Rocky is a slow adult. <laughs> and Adrian. Yeah. I mean, you can't understand. That movie is... To me, that movie holds up. It's so cool that it holds up. Sly won an, an Oscar for writing it. That's amazing, dude. Yeah, and he wouldn't. Just a little background history. Yeah. He wouldn't. He wrote it, and he wouldn't release it. Or you know, he wanted to be in it. Yeah, and it was you know onto his last you know can of dog food eating just just to stay to his his gun. So it worked out well for him, right? Yeah, I think so. Let's get the best guess. I have a very strong um, opinion on best guess this week. Someone someone has. Someone's like Mateo Lane, Sam level enchanted me. Uh, so let's go. Let's go through the guests. We got Mike Feeney, Danelle Rollins, Greg Stone. Greg brought his friend uh, Nathan McIntosh and Steve-O. We know Steve-O. So who do you think was the best this week? You want to break down uh, the guy? Uh, yeah, I'll bring, I'll bring a little bit about them. I mean, Mike Feeney talked about watching Band of Brothers, which is close to my heart because of the yeah. World War II, uh, our World War II dads a podcast that I do. And then talk, he's taping four rooms in the comedy cellar and editing and directing himself, which is incredible. And then um, Donnell, God, what incredible with Chappelle stuff. And that actually is, he has a good relationship with Kid Rock, which you wouldn't think about. Yeah. And then, um, of course, you had, you know, Greg Stone and Greg Stone's outdated website, which was extremely funny. <laughs> it's like 15 years old and hasn't changed it much. Nathan was cool. And then Steve-O has a very odd mixture of stand-up and you know jackass type stuff in his yeah. special that's that sam and really enjoyed talking to him about so you know why don't you go first with who your favorite guest was there is somebody that i think is taking or is about to take jim and sam and their fans by storm and that guy's name is mike feeney he to me is such a he is the best on that podcast here's the scenario I just and he's he has a big following on Instagram. It's like over a hundred thousand followers. I just feel like his he's he's got this vo like a great voice, great authentic voice, and it doesn't sound like too much of a put on. He's uh, smart, super funny. Um, I, I just think he's great on the show. I thought his, his stories, his takes, it was a phenomenal appearance. I'm very impressed with Mike Feeney. I, I think he could be a huge comic. Yeah, I mean, he's been great on on the shows when he's been on there, and he yeah. talked about witnessing an Ian and Jordan fight. Walking down the jetway of the plane, which was yeah. a hilariously yeah. telling. I'm kind of torn. I, I really liked Donnell's relation, uh, you know, appearance because it was interesting to me. But he has a little bit of a superiority kind of vibe sometimes. It felt like sometimes, yeah. Yeah, so I wasn't sure that he was my favorite. I I do like this. I just think Steve O was very kind. That I mean, he really didn't think that Sam was going to watch his whole special and Sam didn't think he was going to watch it at first. So yeah. for me, I, I liked Steve-O's appearance and because it's just outside. I mean, if you remember, he was going to get breast implants the last time he was on the show. So <laughs> he's, just got, he's got weird things going on. So yeah, I'd go with Steve for me. That makes sense. All right. Line of the week. 
Uh, I got one. You got one? We got about I, got, two I got two, but you go ahead and go, and then I'll, I'll see what time we have left. Mine was when uh, they were trying to get headphones, and they, you know, giving Travis grief for pretending to uh, go look upstairs for headphones, and Travis like, you know what, the ones you want, I I, I think they're at home. And then uh, they're joking, oh, yeah, you just want to go home. And Jim goes, oh, yeah, the headphones are, are right behind my naked wife. Exactly. Exactly. You go get them. Then there they are. You just want to go. My line of the week, man. That's great. For me, my line of the week was uh, when they're talking to Greg Greg Stone about his outdated website. They discovered, Sam discovered that there is an album that he had on for sale there. And and, and Sam goes like, hey, when when, when did you do that that album there? And and Greg said, you know, the day after 9-11. And Jim was so quick. He said, oh, you wanted to prove that there are worse things. (laughs) Love that one. And then really quick here, we're running out of time. Sam was explaining to Jim about the candy bars, you know, that he took, the five candy bars. And he said, yeah, I got a, I got a Snickers uh, for my wife. And Jim was quick to say, so she could have something in her life that satisfies. Another <laughs> great line. So good stuff. Awesome stuff. And awesome stuff from you, Chris. Thanks for all you do behind the scenes. And thank you all for watching and listening. Yeah. Great time. Great week. Can't wait until next week. And, uh, I think we might have some special uh, special things coming up on our podcast soon. So we're looking forward to that as well. And please join us every week here in the town square. Thanks for watching and listening to the Jim and Sam Town Square. Please remember to like and subscribe and turn on that notification bell, not dog bell, so you don't miss an episode. And if you're just listening to the podcast, please leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it.